Blog Talk Radio. Co-host tonight is going to be Khadija Ali, and I'm going to say welcome to you, Khadija. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) 
got to give you some applause, sister, for joining with me tonight. I appreciate you so much. Uh, Family, our beautiful sister, Vani, is uh, 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 not going to be with us tonight. She's out doing a charitable event. So, Vani, we love you and miss you and uh, know that whatever you're doing to be able to support others is being a blessing. So, Khadija, I want to say thank you for joining me tonight. How are you today, Queen? I am fantastic. I am loving life, having a wonderful time. I want to thank you for having me tonight, and I am excited about tonight's uh, topic. Ooh. <laughs> yes, yes, we're going to be talking about something. It's, it, what is interesting is that it's going to be, uh, for me, this is going to be a learning lesson because this is something that I really didn't, you know, have any knowledge, and I'm going to do that in my disclaimer in a couple of minutes. Um, didn't have a lot of knowledge about, have experienced in some ways, but I didn't realize that it was like a thing, a real issue that happens in relationships. So our topic tonight is sexual jealousy. How is that for a topic, right? You know, we've heard about topics, and I, I wrote up in my in my write-up, I said, how many of us have heard about the green-eyed monster? And, um, you know, we talk about jealousy and relationships and, you know, people, you know, men getting jealous of women or women getting jealous of men. Why are you looking at that woman's booty? And I'm, yeah, I'm over here. <laughs> you got your head all turned around and you looking at somebody else. And so, you know, the, the green-eyed monster shows its, rears its ugly head but I didn't realize that it was also specifically a jealousy, a sexual jealousy issue. How about you? Did you know it was that specific? I didn't know that's what it was called. I didn't know it was called sexual jealousy. But, I mean, it did um, because it, it definitely happened. <laughs> it happened quite frequently. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what I found out, and I'm going to be sharing some of this uh, as well, is that it's different for men than it is for women. And, of course, you know, most things are, right? <laughs> yes. So, um, so before we get started, I just want to go ahead and do what we normally do in our disclaimer uh, is to let the family know that first and foremost, um, I am Z, your love and sex enthusiast. I am not a medical doctor. I am not a medical personnel. I just love love and sex, and I love sharing it and talking about it. And so that's one of the things that, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have this show is because we wanted to have a platform, a place where people could come and talk about sex and talk about love. And, of course, we have a wonderful aspect um, of nutrition because we know it's all one good to keep us sexually healthy and well because we have to have good nutrition. So it's an um, opportunity for us to let the family in and have them listen in, share, and, you know, just have a good conversation. So uh, anything that we talk about tonight is truly based on research that I have uh, found or Khadija has found or our own personal experience uh, with regard to this uh, topic, sexual jealousy. Also want to let you know that this is an adult conversation, so if you have little ones around or even teenagers that you don't want to hear, let hear this conversation, please, family, um, either, you know, remove yourself or 
ask them to go play because uh, I know it's too early for them to be putting them in the bed. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, this is an adult conversation, so we definitely want to make sure that we have uh, – that we let you know that there's going to be some, you know, maybe some language here and things that you don't want your little ones to hear. <laughs> yes. And so um, before I do get started, I do want to say a little bit about my beautiful co-host, Khadija Ali. Not only is she just a dearest, dearest friend of mine, my prayer partner, and she also hosts her own radio show, Evolutionary Woman Radio, right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, Khadija, I'm going to have you tell them a little bit about yourself um, in just a second. And she also hosts the Osa Manifestation Daily Community Call. And that's where we get together and we um, – Share a beautiful affirmation called Ultimate Manifestation. We get to share with each other and learn and grow. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to tell the family a little bit more about yourself because I know you're also a coach. So I'm going to turn it over for you, to you, Queen. Thank you so much, my Queen. Um, I just would like to first and foremost say that I am a sexual aficionado. <laughs> so I'm a partner. <laughs> I'm no expert either. I just love the topic of sex. I think we need to have more conversations like this open and honest because we need a lot of healing in our community and in our in the world uh, around this topic. And so I'm just happy to be here. Yes, I, I'm a co-host um, or a host of a radio show, Evolutionary Woman Radio, on Mondays and Thursdays. And I'm a mom. I, you know, I'm... I'm like most women. I wear many hats, um, and um, I coach women. I coach women around uh, healing their money story, transforming their money story primarily uh, because of an experience that I had uh, nine years ago, losing my husband to colon cancer and having to figure everything out and, you know, really grow up for real, for real, uh, because I had five children to take care of. And... uh, so that's that's where my passion stems from, you know, my own personal experience that I've had um, through the years. And I'm excited and, and I'm pumped about seeing women being empowered in all areas of their life. And this is one of them. We we have to be empowered uh, within ourselves to, to be honest and share our stories and, and share our truth with people, no matter what it may be. So tonight I'm going to share... Uh, uh, a part of my life that I, maybe I haven't shared it all the way with too many people. And so I'm just going to open up and be honest and share uh, in the hopes that my story or maybe some part of my story can help somebody. And um, I'm I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. And you are a woman that wears many hats. And uh, I don't know how you do it. Um, first of all, you travel, you know, you often travel from North Carolina up to Baltimore, and we're so happy to have you. I actually get to see you in person uh, tomorrow, and it's just always beautiful when uh, I get to see you, get a hug, and, uh, and you know, we just have some of the most amazing mm-hmm. conversations. And, and the also I want to say is um, Khadija has been with Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition since its inception. She has been here consistently, and, you know, every Friday night, 
Khadija, I just want to say thank you for being one of our greatest supporters and not afraid to talk about it. You know, you just let it all hang out. You are always, you know, sharing and, and you're not having any hang-ups about talking about sex. And it just really is interesting because I didn't know that we had so many hang-ups about talking about sex until I started doing this show. I mean, yeah. it is just, I'm, even today, I was having a conversation with a group of business friends, and I brought up the subject about uh, having someone come on my show and, and do a testimony about a new product that uh, that that just launched um, these O2 drops. And I said, you know, I want us to have somebody come on and talk about what it does for the male libido. You know, what what you know how helping this sexual stamina. And boy, oh boy, that everything kind of got quiet on the line. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited about anything that can help and support our sexual health and wellness, and to get us talking about sex and sexual intimacy. You know, you know, and um, I really want us to be able to have those conversations because we do it all the time, right? You know, I mean, of course, we all know the reason why we're here is because mom and daddy or male and female came together, had some sex, had you know, and created another human being. That's the way it works. So I love for us to be able to talk about it and talk about the things that are going on in our relationships that may be even preventing us from having fulfilling, happy uh, healthy intimacy and sexual experiences with one another. So, having said all of that, we're getting ready to talk about sexual jealousy. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how this conversation came up, except that in the middle of the night, uh, I heard a voice say, you know, go into the computer and look up something about sexual health and wellness, and sexual jealousy showed up. So I said, okay, I guess God wants us to talk about sexual jealousy. So one of the things that I did is, you know, I went online and I looked up uh, sexual jealousy um, in, in Wikipedia. So it says that sexual jealousy is a special form of jealousy in sexual relationships and that it is suggested there is a gender difference in sexual jealousy driven by men and women's different reproductive biology. Interesting. For men, mm. it is felt as a threat to his relationship's future because he could be cuckold into raising children that are not his own. So interesting So for a man If a woman goes out and has sex Be it his wife or his girlfriend He is He has this jealousy Around the fact that he might He might end up raising somebody else's child Mm -hmm. That's what I just Kind of heard that say right And then for women They can lose their relationship and all the benefit that entails to another. thats I guess that's her fear. It says research has shown that men are impacted more by sexual infidelity, by sexual infidelity, while women 
are more impacted by emotional infidelity. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a place that I'd like to stop before I go into any more of the research because I thought about that and I said, hmm, so men, um, their experience is they don't want they, they don't want their woman giving up their stuff to nobody else. about why for us it's such an emotional thing and why for men it is what it is. And I just remember either I was listening to a show or I read an article, but for us um, it's so important for us as women to have the feelings that we have. So when when we engage in sex on a biological level, the idea is that we're engaging in sex so that we can procreate. And that is why the emotional piece comes up for us because we're being prepared for motherhood so that when the baby comes, the emotions are already in place and we're, you know, we're, we're you know, primed, so to speak, to, to um, nurture the baby. And so that's why we are connected to our emotions when we have sex, whereas for men, you know, it's it's not they're not wired in that way, mm-hmm. and so it just makes sense to me that when um, you hear this thing about sexual jealousy, that the first thing that comes to our mind is that emotional piece because that is how we connect with sex, and that's not necessarily how men connect to sex. They connect to sex, you know, they're wired differently, and I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I understand. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> right, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but you know, just to hear uh, us talk about this um, and kind of take emotions out of it—I know that's hard to do—but kind of like looking at the the data and the information from that point of view, from that that perspective of. Um, why we get all emotional and why, you know, when we find out, you know, he went somewhere else, you know, you know, is he priming her to to, to have a baby with her? Because I know that's, I've talked to friends of mine and, you know, um, one friend in particular, my best friend, and for her the deal breaker is not the sex act. The deal breaker for her is if he ever had a baby with someone else. Like, she was like, I would be done 
because mm. that's just not something uh, I'm willing to deal with. So I wonder if maybe there's something even deeper in, in that sexual jealousy thing that, you know, we may have that kind of thing or that idea that he may have a child with someone else and, you know, mm-mm. You well, it almost sounds that like that. It, it almost sounds like it's the same thing with the male because when they talk right. about the male sexual jealousy having to be, you know, be, his concern is cuckoldry, you know, that he would be investing in an offspring that's not biologically related to him. Mm-hmm. So it almost sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, that's what the men do. But you, but what what you're saying to me is that, you know, just this particular young lady said that that would be like her breaking point and that he would have a, a baby with someone else. So, Yeah, I mean, and he has her, her husband, um, and, you know, I'm not going to mention her name, um, but her husband has cheated on her. You know, there there have been instances where he's cheated and, you know, she forgave because basically in her mind um, her rationale for it was that they get bored. Sometimes men get bored, and they just want they just want something different. It's not that they're in love. It's not that they have feelings for the person. It's just that they want different coochie. Really simple right. as that. So. Now that is interesting, and I'm gonna uh, um, segue into uh, one of one of the things that this says in Wikipedia: female sexual jealousy. Psychologists have found that males react very strongly to sexual infidelity, whereas females are more likely to forgive a Mm one-time sexual adventure if it does not threaten the male parental investment. Mm. Okay, so, and then it also goes on to say jealousy is likely to be invoked in females if they feel that their partner may leave them for another woman. So if he's just out getting some some new stuff, you know, he's a little bored, you know, maybe he just, you know, maybe, you know, maybe she could be, you know, just, not fulfilling him right at that time So he goes out and gets something different But as long as he's not romantically involved long, You know when they come home And they say but baby She ain't mean nothing to me it, You know right. it's just a thing You know, <laughs> you that know might it's just really a thing. be true Right mm-hmm. and it absolutely could be true um, mm-hmm. So as long as I guess she feels that she still has his heart He's still committed to her He's still going to be there helping her to raise their children together, he's still going to be committed to her as her mate, then uh, she's uh, more likely to forgive. Now, men are a little bit different because, of course, they see this as theirs. You know, Mm -hmm. you're their woman, and your yoni is their yoni. And Mm -hmm. it might be your yoni, but it's mine. That's my stuff. So it it also says here um, that male sexual jealousy manifests itself in the emotion of jealousy and using or threatening with violence, or and it probably should say can be used because I know that doesn't always happen, to ensure mm-hmm. sexual exclusivity and the inclination to control women. So this idea of males ensuring sexual exclusivity has also led to laws on adultery. So, um, and of course, we all know and have seen it happen over and over and over again. Uh, If a woman is caught cheating 
um, you know, some men have just kind of gone crazy, and they, you know, they really blow their head off, they beat them up, whatever, whatever. Uh, and and I'm not saying that women don't too, because I've seen some women that'll try to take it. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's that Lorena girl's name? Bobby. Not too long. Lorena but, Bobby. Yeah, the Bobby girl. Yeah, yes, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, so it's a big it's a big thing, and obviously mm-hmm. it's something that affects us uh, to the point where it causes a lot of. Um, disharmony in our relationships. Um, I think we have to be really, really aware when, you know, when we feel like if we're, if I'm in a committed relationship and for whatever reason I feel like, you know, I'm not being satisfied or, you know, we just ain't, it's just not happening in the bedroom anymore, I want to have a conversation with my mate. Now, this is just me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to do that sneaking and creeping around, and or, or you know, you know, I was talking to you earlier about how I like booty. <laughs> I like me, booty. I like a nice little fur, but so you know, I might see somebody, you know, but I, you know, I don't want to go out and jump in the bed with someone and then know I got to go home to my man. That's just not me. I just not saying that I haven't done mm-hmm. that because I have, but that's not who I am today. And mm-hmm. um, it's just. You know, really, I think that we have to really be conscious of that. And then, you know, um, if you know, and if you're a guy, and you know, your lady is not satisfying her, you know, let's have more conversation. Let's do some. There are a lot of sex therapists out here. There's a lot of things out here that can help enhance your sexual experience. Um, but if you really feel like you know, you got to go out and you want to go out and be with someone else, please, 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 I would just say be honest. You know, don't do the sneaking around. At least let your let your mate have the, to be able to say whether this is something that she will, will accept. Like your, like your sister friend said, okay, yeah. well, you know, he could go out and get a little something, a little something, something, and, you know, come on back home. Um, but, you know, at least give your mate an opportunity to say that they can or cannot Handle that instead of that sneaking and creeping around because that thing I think that really takes people off the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. And you know, you bringing up something that I kind of wanted to talk about tonight, which is um, polyamory, which mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. kind of blows the the doors off of sexual jealousy because in polyamory, uh, you know. The both men and women who may be in a relationship with one another may both be having, uh, you know, the man may have a wife, a girlfriend, a concubine, a paramour, whatever name you want to put on it, and then the woman may have the same too. Um, and for some people, and there's a, a particular couple that I'm thinking about, um, uh, Kenya K. Stevens, and her husband's name is Carl Stevens. But they have a website called jujumama.com, and they talk about um, how men and women can peacefully coexist in polyamorous relationships. And, you know, there's a whole science behind it where uh, you really have to confront your issues and your feelings about um you know, taking ownership over someone's 
you know, sexual genitals, sexual parts, and, you know, being open. So, I mean, there are definitely uh, different schools of thought thought out here uh, regarding um, fidelity and what that looks like. And, you know, sometimes that's being honest. You know, just being honest is, is a, a form of uh, fidelity. You know, it's not just that I'm being exclusive. And I'm just going to be with this one person, but just being honest and saying, look, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to build with you. But I also um, want to experience other people. And some people are okay with it. You know, and it's it's a different lifestyle, but. Um, right. And I, that, and, that, and I think that that goes back, uh, Khadija, to what I was just saying about, you know, giving the person the opportunity to yes. to say, okay, this is okay for me in our relationship, or or not, you know. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, right. if you're a person that you have a high sexual libido, and that could be either male or female, and you know that you know one dick ain't gonna be good for you for the for ever and ever, amen. Then you really need to have that conversation with your beloved before you say your I do's or whatever, because don't fool yourself. You know, right. if this is something that you absolutely know about yourself, and I'm not saying that that can't change, but if you know, and guys, if you know that you just have not, I mean, you 35, 40, even 45, maybe close to 50, and you know that all those years you have had a voracious appetite for women and you like to have it different, don't sit up and marry somebody and say, well, I'm going to be truthful and faithful to you. Uh, for the rest of our life, and and probably not going to happen because that's people get hurt, people get hurt, mm-hmm. and then sometimes people lose their life. I was with uh, a, a friend last night, and um, whew, you know, just a hard thing to hear um, about a man that you know killed his child's mother, and um, you know, I don't know what the circumstances are, but you know, it's just a horrible thing for everyone. Because if there are children involved, just a simple thing, one little thing like infidelity or, you know, could cause um, someone to lose their life. I mean, that's just the way it is. That That's the thing that we are experiencing in this world today. And um, I want to see relationships be happy and healthy. And, you know, if it's polyamorous or whatever, then don't go do you, boo. As long as everyone is in agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. Be in agreement and, and, you know, stop all this fooling around because, you know, it definitely can get people hurt. Um, so, yeah, we're at the top of the hour. So what I want to do now is do our commercial because we have to pay the bills. Now, I'm running the... Um, I'm running the computer tonight. Vonnie usually handles this, so y'all will have to be uh, um, patient with a sister while I find out um, how to uh, get to this um, commercial. And um, I just want to, again, give a little shout-out to our beautiful Vonnie. She's out doing a uh, charity, some charity work to help raise some money for a young lady um, that has some kind of challenge. And so we just want to say, Vonnie, we love you so much and bless you. So, love you, Vonnie. Uh, 
<laughs> yes. And so, family, we will be back shortly to continue our conversation about sexual jealousy. We're going to go to a couple commercials, and we'll be back soon. Peace. Break the cycle of mediocrity. Did you know that most people don't like waking up to an alarm clock every morning? How would you like to make a full-time income working part-time from home? The largest percent of people who make six-figure or more do it from a home-based business. You can design your own future with a company that is fun, fast, friendly, and rewarding. The Limu Company is new to the Baltimore area, looking for a few good men and women. If you are a leader and you're sick and tired of the Monday to Friday 9 to 5 grind, if you want to set your own schedule and pay, contact Gloria at 443-326-1943. That's 443-326-1943 or email gleach7 at verizon.net. That's gleach7 at verizon.net. I'll see you at the top. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, it's Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kahnett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana. A family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Come back home. I 
Welcome, welcome, welcome back, family. I am Khadija Ali, your sex aficionado. Your sex aficionado. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, girl, look, you know, I had to play a little Jodeci because you know we some Jodeci fans over here. And you know, when he was talking, when he was pouring out his heart, I could just see him down on his knees, girl. But, you know, our our subject, our topic for tonight is sexual jealousy. So, family, if you're just joining us, 
uh, the first part of our conversation was about sexual jealousy, and we're going to be continuing that conversation. But, you know, we were talking about how this whole jealousy issue comes about, how it's different for men than it is for women, the sexual jealousy, how for men, because they see, you know, this uh, their uh, beloved uh, or their mate, um, that's their possession, so to speak. So you're giving away their prized mm-hmm. possession, you know. You're going to be giving away my stuff. And so that can cause that kind of thing. And also that they, if the woman gets pregnant, that he would be taking care of somebody else's children. So that's a big mm-hmm. thing for men. And for women, uh, our main concern is um, the emotional attachment, um, not even, you know, as much about having sex with another woman, but did you love her? Did you fall in love with her? You know, what you know, what was she giving you better than me kind of thing. So we were talking about that and you know, I'm I'm imagining and I was talking earlier about the the things that can happen uh as a result of infidelity. Um, you know, people have lost their lives, um, children have lost their parents. Um, you know, relationships, of course, have been destroyed. And and also, you know, you talked about polyamorism where people decide that, hey, this is how we're going to live. This is how I'm going to be in a relationship. And so just the importance of being honest and open with each other uh, to give the other person an opportunity to say, hey, I can accept this or not and give them that choice. So as we go into part two, Mm-hmm. And I've asked Khadija to come on tonight because Khadija had her own personal experience um, with infidelity, and I'm going to allow you to share that. But um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for having the courage to come on, tell your story, because I guarantee you that what you share with us tonight will be a blessing and a help and support to somebody else. Because somebody right now, right this very moment, is having that same experience and either on one end or the other either they're out um you know cheating on their mate or having received you know be the person that has been cheated on so Khadija I'm gonna turn it over to you uh so you can share with the family what your experience yes. was and I'd also like for you to talk about what it felt like for you um when you had to tell your beloved that you know and how he reacted. So, right. I'll turn it over to you. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, let me just say this up front and be matter of fact about it and be real. I have been um, the cheater, the cheatee. <laughs> I've been it all. I've been the other woman. Um, I've been cheated on. I've cheated on my spouse. I mean, uh, I. So I can see this from a thousand different angles or many different angles. And I will say this, the most important thing that we lost in our relationship when it happened was trust. That level and that bond of trust that was there um, before uh, I cheated never was restored. And not to the level that it had been before he found out. And I actually told him. And I was being malicious and mean in my telling him. 
and um, he didn't believe me at first. He really didn't believe me at first. And then um, a couple of weeks went by, and uh, we talked about it again. And, um, you know, I started going out and, and staying out all night and not coming home and, you know, really trying to hone in the point that, yes, this is what I was doing. And, you know, there was a point where he he actually really got it. Like, oh, my gosh, he really is uh, doing this. Like, I think he just didn't believe it because we had been married for probably 13 years. And so this was out of my character to him to to be uh, out and about and, and out all night. And we had children and, you know, like, what do you what do you mean you're out? And you're not coming home and, you know, like, what about the kids and what about, you know, our marriage and what about what we're building here? And um, once he once he could wrap his mind around it, um, then it became an issue of, uh, it became an issue of, Anywhere I went, if I went to the store, if I went to, if I said I was going around the corner to my mother's house, um, is she really telling the truth? Like, is she being truthful? Is she being honest that that this is where she's going? And I think more so for him, it wasn't about, it wasn't so much about, um, you know, this is his pussy and that kind of thing, as it was, I didn't keep my word. Now, I can speak in my particular situation. And, you know, I broke the bond and I broke the trust that we had built um, between us. And um, that's what really, really devastated uh, him more than anything and I don't, you know, my husband was a little bit different, um, I would say, than most men, and I, I say that uh, with 100% confidence. But um, we never were able to repair it back to where it had been uh, after uh, that situation, and um, he never trusted me again. Like. It, it wasn't that we didn't get back together to try to put our marriage back together, but I think that even in that, there was always something missing from our relationship. And I may be going a little bit too deep about this or going too deep into it because we're talking about sexual jealousy. But Yeah, uh, we, yeah mm-hmm. I was getting ready to ask you that. So when you were saying that he wasn't trusting you, like if you said, I'm going to the store, um, did you feel like there was jealousy involved in that, or was it just a mistrust? Because, I mean, um, you know, how would you say that jealousy, uh, you know, was a part of that whole experience? Um, I We never had conversations about, we never had conversations about, well, was he better than I was? It really wasn't that. And I'll I'll tell another part of it because I said that I was 
the cheater, the cheaty, the other woman. I've, anything you could ever be in, in those kind of situations, I've pretty much been. <laughs> so uh, I found out that he had been with someone else. And for me, when I found out, um, I couldn't ask him the questions that uh, I guess most women would ask, you know, uh, was she better than me? Or But the first thing that came to my mind was, did he love her? And because I couldn't ask him that question, you know, I was left with, trying to work through that on my own because by this time he had passed away already. So I couldn't ask him if he loved her. There was no, um, I never got any definite answers uh, from him regarding that. And, uh, but that was the first thing that came to my mind, not whether or not he slept with her and not whether or not, um, that and the other thing was, what does she look like? I need to know what she looks like. You know, what does she look like? <laughs> Big time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, when I finally saw what she looked like, she was a little pudgy, little fat little thing like me, and I was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. Because, so you know, because you always imagine that she's going to be, you know, some oh, Coca-Cola be fine. with the long hair. You know, right. Exactly. Yes. She got to look yes, 20 she, times better than me or else. She's got to be fine. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God, you know, I gained all this weight and, you know, I had these five kids and, you know, those 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 um, insecurities that were already there were magnified. Sure, sure. Were magnified. So now, when, when you found out what – I want to talk about the feeling because, you know, they, they we were talking about earlier – and uh, mm-hmm. when we were coming from the article about the emotional, yes. you know, so women are more attached um, to the emotional thing that happens when a man cheats on her. What what did that feel like? I mean, you know, how would you describe it, the emotional I would describe experience? it as, like, betrayal. And I was, when I really, because I kind of was, like, trying to piece things together. And when I finally, because I had, like, if anyone listening out here, if you start getting an inkling or you start getting a little evidence, if you will, that something is not right, then once you start piecing things together, you don't really know in the process of piecing things together. I didn't know in the process of piecing things together. But when I got the complete picture, I was devastated, like emotionally just, that's the only word I could think of, devastated. Mm-hmm. And I cried. I just began to cry um, uncontrollably. And uh, it was magnified for me because he wasn't. he was no longer here. And so I couldn't get any answers from him. I could call the woman up and ask her stuff, but I couldn't ask him, you know, what what is this? Is it really real? Is it, you know, and that was the first thing, like I said, that came to my mind was, oh, my God, did he love her? Because if mm-hmm. he loved her, then that meant that she's getting the same things that I'm getting emotionally. You know, she's getting that security, that that uh, all of the emotional things that he was giving to me. And 
that to me, I just felt like I couldn't share. I didn't even care about the sexual part of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think, to be honest with you, I didn't even think about, well, did they really even have sex? Or, you know, like to me, it was really just all in the mind of um, he had to love her. And, oh, my God, right. he loved somebody else. He he allowed someone else into his heart. And yes, I thought I, I was the only person that. in yes. that heart space. You know, when you think you're the only person in that heart space and then you mm-hmm. find out that possibly, maybe, that someone else has entered that heart space. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate betrayal. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Girlfriend, you hit it. I mean, you hit it. On the head Was she able to get his heart mm-hmm. And Because you know You're in a relationship And you think this heart is just for you You know Even if you take your lingam someplace else I still have your heart You know right. And um, you know And I'll just you know Kind of piggyback on your experience With my own um, You know when When uh, you know Tony and I were in um, Jamaica, and, you know, he got involved with this other woman. I, um, it wasn't even about the sex, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, be to be honest, you know, I had, did, you know, we had, I had had experiences where he had, you know, well, um, had other experiences, um, <laughs> and, you know, but I was aware of it, right. you know, I mean, you know, we right. had, it was a consensual thing, so right. um, it wasn't even about that, I just, I, I the, the fact that he was showing her love and passion, and she was expressing love for him, and he was expressing love for her, that's what blew, that's what took me out. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was the hardest thing for me to have to deal with. And, you know, so when it even came down to the sexual experience, I mean, you know, we had had um, a little menace twice ourselves and, you know, mm-hmm. had, you know, so it wasn't the sex. It was totally and completely about the um, emotion that was wrapped up in it. And so I'm really understanding uh, what this article is talking about, how men and women experience, you know, this, uh, this jealousy and how they experience it differently and, and the emotion that's attached for us as women. One of the things that it says in this article, how men and women experience jealousy differently, they say they did a they did a um, survey and they asked participants if they'd be more upset if their partner slept with someone but didn't fall in love with him or her, or mm-hmm. if their partners fell in love with someone but didn't sleep with him. Now I'm trying to think, okay, Falling in love and not sleeping with them. Okay, yeah, I can. Okay, I can get that. Emotional, so result, an emotional affair. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Without the sexual aspect, and sometimes, you know, I've even seen that. Um, you know, you know, I watch Dr. Phil a lot, and you know, the, the man will say, "But I never touched her. You know, we never had sex." But you know, he would send her he emails, her and he would, he gave you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you gave her your heart. <laughs> you gave her your heart. That's my heart. Um, but they said that the results showed that straight men comprise the only group of people whose majority said they'd be more upset over the idea of their partners having sex without love. They'd be more upset over the idea of their partners having sex without love. Now, that's straight men. Only 35% of heterosexual women 
32% of gay men and 34% of lesbian women uh, felt the same. They also mentioned bisexual men and bisexual women. So, you know, that, for straight men, don't give up my stuff. That's, that's the mine. Thing. That's, the, that's the main thing. Everybody else, you know, they they really are concerned about the emotional attachment that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now I want to ask you, how were you able to get closure because, you know, your man wasn't here anymore for you to even have the conversation with him. So how were you able to get closure with that uh, experience? Oh, that was a journey. That was a journey, Z. That was a journey because um, I had talked to the young lady and then I talked to his very best friend and so I, you know, I'm just a person. I'm like, I got to gather the information first <laughs> before I can deal with anything. I need all of the facts and the figures. You know, that's just part of my makeup. And so I did all of that, and then came the emotional piece. You know, the crying and the and the wondering if if he loved her and trying to figure out based on what he left. You know, did he leave something around? you know, that would give me any indication that he loved her. And um, I didn't see anything. Um, I think that he had, uh, you know, and knowing that he was going to die, had erased a lot of things, got rid of a lot of things. And the very last thing that he um, gave me, which was four days before he died, which was on my birthday, was this beautiful card. And in the card he wrote, um, always remember that I love you, always and forever, no matter what. And I'm just a sentimental person and I keep cards. And so I kept going around and around and around about it and trying to figure it out in my mind. And, and, and then I remembered the card. And I said, oh, my God. This was the message that he left because maybe he thought I might find out um, at some point, and he wanted me to know that no matter what, he loved me. And it took a whole lot of um, writing letters of forgiveness to him, uh, asking him to forgive me because part of me was like, he probably did what he did because I did what I did. Mm. And so I asked him to forgive me. Then I wrote a letter forgiving him. And then I had to write a letter to her because I never talked to her again, forgiving her and releasing it all in, in, you know, I'm very into rituals and stuff. So, um, you know, I would go to the lake and I would release it into the lake, you know, or I would burn it. You know, I'd write the letter and then I'd burn it. And um, forgiving myself was another big, big, big one. So I had to forgive myself. And then once I did all of that, I came back to that card. And I said, oh, my God. This is, this is, that was the defining moment for me when I pulled that card out. I remember one night I was crying 
and I was trying to, you know, release everything. And I said, wait a minute. He left this card for you. And regardless to what happened from the time we first laid eyes on each other to the day that he took his last breath, I was holding his hand when he took his last breath. And so for me, that was enough that I didn't have to hold on to anything else. And I didn't have to do anything else because when it came time in the, in that moment, in that defining moment, when when there is dying or whatever it is, that's when you really find out who people are. And so in that moment, I saw who I was and I saw who he was. And none of that other stuff mattered. None of it even, I don't even think about it. I'm just sharing it tonight because maybe I'm, you know, my prayer is that uh, just be in me being honest and, and forthright and and um, open and vulnerable uh, that someone will get something from what I'm sharing. Um, but that was it for me, just knowing that when he inhaled and he took that one last long breath and that was it, I was holding his hand and I heard his, I felt his heart beat, and, and I kept my hand on his chest until it stopped. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, nothing that could um, take away from that moment. Wow. So. That's your heart. Woo. I, you know, I can't imagine what that's like, and God bless you for having gone through that experience um, and being able to talk about it because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, and how long has it been since um, your Nine born? years. Nine years. So even after nine years, when you love someone, it can, I just don't believe it can ever, ever go away. Mm-hmm. You know, just that feeling that you had about them. And, you know, and, and when you think about them, you can't even think about anything that they did that maybe have been out of order because mm-hmm. you're, because the love is the only thing that really matters. And, you know, I mean, that's and that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about love because, we you know, we're going to do all kinds of things in our life and our relationships. You know, forgiveness, oh, my God, key mm-hmm. Key, key. Anybody who says that they were able to go through something like that and did not do forgiveness work, I don't think, and I ain't going to know, I already said I ain't no expert, but I don't think you really can get the healing, the Mm -hmm. really deep down, complete healing unless you do your forgiveness work. I know for me, Khadija, when I was on that mountain, beautiful, beautiful Jamaica, and I'm saying, reaching up to the sky, and I'm saying, God, help me. How do I get through this? How do I watch my husband be with this woman, touching her, caressing her, and knowing that they're going into the next bedroom together, and I'm having to hear their lovemaking and all of that. How do I get through this? And God mm-hmm. said to me, love it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love him, 
love her. You have Ooh. to. Well, Lord have mercy. <laughs> How you do have you do to. that? How do you do that? And and so in during that process, I I mean what there was I knew the only way, the only way that I could be set free. From even the yes. feelings, the pangs of jealousy, the pangs of how is she getting something that's supposed to be mine? How is she getting the attention and affection that I want, that I desire, that's supposed to be mine? Because this is my husband. Right. I had to love it. I had to love, and, I, and first of all, I had to love myself in order to say, okay, now if I love myself enough, I can can love these two people who I feel like they're putting daggers in me. And I had and to remember, do this work. Yeah, and remember, you know, and I know you're here with that, and it took me a while to get to this place, mm-hmm. that they had contracted with each other for that moment in yeah. time. Regardless to what I feel about it, felt about it, thought about it, you know, they contracted, and maybe that in that moment there was something that she had that he mm. needed in mm. that time that mm-hmm. he needed before he left this earth. And to get to that place? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, girl. Ooh. And so, yes, you're so correct because I thought the same thing. I said, you know what? I had always said I would mm. never deny my man his pleasure because I wouldn't want to be denied mine. Right. And so I, yeah, so getting to that point where I say, well, you know what? Obviously, this is something that had to happen because the way it happened for me, and you'll find out about it in my upcoming yes. book, Jamaica Memoir. Yes. But the way it happened, it couldn't have been anything but divine order that manifested like that. It just mm-hmm. wasn't no other explanation for it. And right. so when you talk about how we have these contracts and we came into this life experience and, you know, it's already set up that we're going to have these experiences with these people for us to get the lessons that we're supposed to learn. And I guarantee you that lesson is going to take us straight back to unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, absolutely, and that you could get to that point. And it really saddens me so much when either I, because I still go through my stuff, trust me. Yeah, me <laughs> Sometimes too. it takes me a minute to get back to that love it back. I'm like, God, I know you told me to love it on Jamaica, but you mean I got to love it here too? <laughs> yes. Um, because if the situation keeps coming up, you obviously didn't get it fully the first time. Um, but, you know, when you get to that place when you are so perfectly clear, that this is a play, our life is a play, we all contracted to do this thing together, and, you know, what is what can I get? What is the greatest degree of love I can get? What is my lesson in this? What am I supposed mm-hmm. to learn? Because, and when somebody says, and these people that are showing up, and he's having sex with her, and she's having sex with him, and, you know, all this infidelity is going on, and all these things are going on, that these people are a gift. Their gift mm-hmm. to me. When we go beyond our humanness, go beyond our ego to the truth of what our whole spiritual connection is with one another, that's when, to me, we get it. We mm-hmm. absolutely get it. And it's a journey to get there. 
You know, I want to stress that it's a journey to get there because part of it is um, discovering and and uncovering and unmasking those ugly things about yourself that you didn't want to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, because jealousy yeah. comes from something else, and I don't want to. I can stay on here all night, and we can take this a whole other place. But <laughs> right, I get you. Yes, and yeah, I do want to move on with. Um, yeah. So um, I will ask you this though: mm-hmm. um, Where are you today? Where are you today with regard to, let's say, a current relationship? Um, would you be able to be as Knowing what you know, mm-hmm. having gone through what you've gone through, but let's just say, you know, someone that you may be in relationship with was unfaithful to you. How would, where would you say you are today with that? There are parts of me that still hold on to that, um, uh, that that's a possibility, that people, uh, you know, that that's something that could always come up. And, and there's a part of me that says, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a healthy thing, and I know it's not a healthy thing because um, that involves trusting. And not so much trusting that the person won't do this or do this or do that or they're going to cheat or they're going to be with somebody else or they're going to change their mind, um, but trusting that you will be okay no matter what the scenario, the person decides to change their mind. If the person decides that they, you know, need some extra tender love and care and they didn't want to tell you about it, and um, whatever the case, however it may show up, that you will be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that um, I, I'm not, all the way there yet. I'm probably a lot of there, but not 100% totally and completely. So in other words, if something were like that were to happen, I know I would feel some type of pain. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I could tell you all day long, um, oh, no, it wouldn't bother me. But there's a little piece, I'm being honest, there's a little piece of me that still feels like I would feel betrayed and I would feel hurt. Mm-hmm. And I and I get that. Um, you know mm-hmm. why? Because we're still in, you know, we still we're still are in human. We're having a human we're, experience. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because even after having gone through what I've gone through, having written about it, having talked about it so many times, and, and then when it's, you know, when something similar was showing itself up, um, well, at least I thought that, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that happens is that, you know, when when you've gone through a situation like that, just a least little thing that looks like it could possibly be can jump up and, and you can make a, create a whole big story around it. And it, it couldn't even yeah. be, it don't even have to be that. But, you know, we create our stories around it. And the first thing we do, because we want to protect our heart, is okay. Well, now I'm not dealing with that, and you know, boom, I'm, I'm, I ain't going down that road no more. And it doesn't I'll even share have a to story be that. too about that. Something happened last night. I was with my beloved last night, and we were having a wonderful time. But his phone kept going off. 
<laughs> it was buzzing and blinging and blinging and there was a part of me that was like oh it's 10 o'clock at night why is his phone going on who could possibly be text messaging <laughs> oh yeah or the phone goes on or they don't answer the phone when you call how about yeah, that one? Well, wait a minute. I called you three or four times, and you can't answer your phone. What's up? Oh, boy. Ooh, you're going to jump, jump, jump. Oh, yeah. It. Yes, it's still So that jealousy up. thing, yes. you know, is so deep. Mm. And even when you think you've healed it, if you healed it with Mm-mm. one relationship and then it shows and you got another relationship showing up, ooh, Deep, deep, deep. I do want to say, and I know we have a couple people who uh, want to chime in, but before I bring you in on the call, I want to say that I was also reading an article in Men's Health, which I really absolutely love this magazine. Mm. And um, this article was entitled, Use Jealousy to Improve Your Sex Life. I thought that this was interesting. So now, you know, we've come from the aspect of how it can ruin your life And now they're talking about how to, you know, make it happen. So it starts off saying sexual jealousy, um, prevailing wisdom tells us it is a toxic weed. Unless it's rooted out, it will suffocate and poison your relationship, turning passion into paranoia. Yet some people get off on jealousy. They Mm -hmm. cultivate it and feed on it to get more from their Sex life. Mm-hmm. So that puts a different stint on things. Um, so it talks about uh, an extreme example of this cuckolding, uh, some cuckolding porn in which one partner has yes. sex with someone else while the other is That's, That's why I laugh when you say the <laughs> word because when you go on the porn website, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm being honest. When yes, you go on yes. the website, that's one of the tags that you can click on, and it'll bring up every video of, like, this husband watching the wife get pounded by the big black cock. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. So, oh, my goodness. Yes. Or, you know, um, or he's standing there watching two, you know, women get together, you know. Right. And he's standing there jerking <laughs> off while, you know, these, while his wife and the girl is getting the thing on. So, right. yes, 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 yes. And so in that situation, there's no jealousy, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, you've got consenting people saying, hey, you know, this is what, you know, I like to watch. Want to get it on. Yeah, yeah like you know, I, I like to watch. Ooh, baby. Okay, so um, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, the cuckold that got off on the feelings of uncontrollable jealousy and betrayal, for me, the cuckolder, the sense of being, mul- of being multiplied, desired me, and I don't understand that, but gave me a generous ego boost. So I guess for the one who um, was watching, you know, the ego, you know, was boosted up. And, you know, I'm I'm getting a chance to look at it. And, you know, your partner might actually enjoy watching you 
with another woman, mm-hmm. which is what I just said, you know. Now, I don't right. know, you know, so this is really freaky, and I know I'm saying, like, you know, real freak here. I don't but know. I remember one time, listen, I remember one time a beloved of mine, one of those wonderful ones, <laughs> you know, wanted me to get it on with another woman. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Okay, I could consider that, but uh, that, uh, how about you and another man? Oh no! Oh 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 no! Absolutely not! Oh no! Double standard. Double standard. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I said, "Well, baby, if you can't do it, I ain't gonna do it. How you gonna get your thing?" <laughs> no, he could not handle even the thought that uh, mm-hmm. you know and. I don't think I would have either, but I just wanted to see what he was going to say. But no, indeed, his his male thing went straight up. Like, oh, no, that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just wanted to say to you, family, you, jealousy, this whole uh, thing of jealousy does not always have to be a bad thing because some people use it to, um, you know, to kind of get their thing off, you know. Right. So without any further discussion about that, if you want to know more about that, um, Men's Health is um, on Men's Health Magazine, and the article is Use Jealousy to Improve Your Sex Life. And uh, you can go in and learn more about how uh, that can happen. So I want to go to the phones, Khadija, because uh, I think I saw a hand raised. Um, let's see, 904, that's not your number, right? You have to be, okay. No. All right, so, um, I'm going to bring in caller from 904-994, invite you to come in and and share in this discussion. Thank you, Good day, oh, good day. Peace, good. peace to the God. <laughs> peace, my brother. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was hoping that I was, I was going to be another brother that has, has chimed in, but it seemed like it was difficult to avoid saying anything. First of all, I want to, I want to uh, address the uh, indicating or notification on the cell phone. Cell phones are a great tool for everything under the sun. I found out that my Facebook uh, notifications vibrates my phone all night long. And you know what? Anybody that has an issue with vibrating, start using the vibrator more often. You won't have that much of a problem. Ooh. <laughs> well, I heard that. was just a, a comeback at the vibrating phone because I was, I was laughing at the fact that I'm here sitting I was I was laying down I woke up at three o'clock in the morning because I heard a vibrating and I thought I had my phone on the windowsill. And I'm like, what the heck is that sound? Mm-hmm. So I woke up and, and discovered it and said, My phone? I looked at my phone and okay, I'm looking at my, my uh messages, no messages, looking at my calls, no calls. Like, why is it indicating that something is being sent to me as a message? And while, just as I got it ready to lay it down, it vibrated three or four more times. I was like, whoa, 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 what is that? So I paid closer attention, and it was my Facebook. All right. Duly okay. noted. Duly noted. <laughs> I was so, I was, I, was, I was intent to find out why is my phone 
doing this vibrating. And I know at three o'clock in the morning there was nobody doing no booty calls for me. I know that. So therefore, I was I was good with that because I was in the I was in there with mine. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. was I'm like okay, and she set up and looked like. We'll take that into consideration that that is a possibility. Right. So, don't, 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 don't call it don't call it all dirt. Don't call it all dirt. You know, don't get too get excited because it could be the notifications. It could be. Um, it could be yes. Facebook. All right. All right. Yeah, it could be Facebook. I'd rather think that it's Facebook than Chicky Doodle over there calling you at three o'clock in the morning. Good yeah. for a booty call. So what's yeah, what Facebook. else is up? In How, his defense, in his defense he didn't even look at the phone. He didn't even pick it up. He didn't even pay it no attention. So okay. exactly. I mean, because, what, because what was important to him wasn't that phone. What was important to him was what was in his hand, not what was promising him something else on the other side of town. When I got one in the hand, there is nothing you could tell me about what's going to happen if I if I leave that one to go investigate for something else. I might get there and what I'm thinking about won't happen. But while I'm there where I am, it's all I am. So I was going right. for what? I don't know about no other All right. See, this is why we need our brothers on the line telling us yeah. how men think. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, that was a golden thank you so much. And even if a brother has more than one appendage, he still can only use it one at a time. I know that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, and and with, so it is so beautiful to have you to share that there are some brothers who really, really are on the up and up, and you know, really dedicated, and right. you know, are keeping themselves. And for those who are not, what would you say, uh, my brother, about the? about the conversation about letting your beloved know or letting your mate know, you know, hey, I really, you know, my sexual thing is more than three times a week, and if you can't do that, then I'm going to be seeking sex someplace else. What would you say about that? Can can we have that yeah. kind of honesty, and do you think it's important? What's, what's more important is when I when I meet a young lady and I'm entertaining the idea of, of what this would be like for more than just a, 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 a a one-time dinner date or whatever, more than one time, whatever, I'm interested in finding out how do we competitively meet one another. I'm finding out what your color, your flower, your wine, your favorite meal, all those things are important. Even more important than that, what's your sexual appetite? How mm-hmm. do you, and we, are you, are you man enough to talk to a woman about what her sexuality is all about or are you just thinking that because you have a dick oh i'm sorry wrong show no because no no, no you're on the right, right, show. The right show <laughs> right you're on the right show are you, are you of, the, of that consciousness that says that i'm a man i got all the dick you need really mm. okay so where were you the first 15 years of her sexuality she was learning things that you have yet to be conscious about, and yet you don't, won't take the time to listen and adapt and learn something that's going to make your relationship with this goddess a more present place for you. It's just difficult for me, not that I'm just becoming aware, but I've always had a had a intense to want to listen to the things that made you feel your most honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, um, 
my my old I have a my my older god sister. She she used to read Harlequin romance Mac, those novels all the time. I said, Linda, why do you read that garbage? She says, I challenge you to take one of my books and read it through cover to cover, and tell me what you learned from that book. The next the next box of books that came to the house, I was racing her to the mailbox. Why? Because I found out that there is a consciousness to being in a relationship that most men don't get. And when they do get it, they are they're afraid to and tap on it because of the stereotypes of what we were told a man's supposed to be and what a woman's supposed to be. And we're not ready for that that uh sharing to get to the real root of this is a relationship that I could build a nation with. Even if it even it came down to say, I want I would like to experience a a a, a different partner for summer. I want to go on summer vacation um, and experience something different. Have, having that conversation, a man, some some of the men that I've been in in in, in involved with, they say, my woman can never do that, never. I said, but you could do that. You could go to Brazil and you get your freak on, but she can't go to Cancun and get her freak on. Boy, that's a very interesting process. And you know what? So, and that's exactly oh. what we were talking about earlier today mm-hmm. when we were talking about how, um, you know, with um, with men, it's about the woman giving away his prized possession, so to speak. You know, that's my stuff. That's my pussy. You can't take that nowhere else. And yet for for us it's you know, you know, you don't we don't want them so if they if he goes to Brazil and I know he's going to Brazil just to get his thing off, I can deal with that much better than I can you know um, stand the idea of him meeting you know, somebody and some really, you know, falling in love. Yeah, yeah right. an ongoing relationship mm-hmm. where they're, you know, talking to each other and texting. Once he leaves Brazil, he's going to be leaving that over there, and he's over here with me now. So I just I, I just understand that okay, so that, well, that, so that, well. That, that but, is but there was this, there was this, this, this uh, amazing woman that I had a chance to meet, an older woman, and she she told she told me about a jealousy that I had expressed to her about um, a woman that I was involved with. She says, "Son, let me tell you something about a woman. A woman can have sex when you walk out the house with another man. You just went out the house to go to work. She had one for breakfast. She had another man for lunch, and you came home for dinner, and you would never know that there was anything there before you." This same pussy can push a baby out, can 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 now comfortably accommodate your dick. Son, don't ever let that be your issue. Mm-hmm. Because you I hear you, mama. Worry about a woman and her pussy, you can go, you can go slap crazy. I hear you. So that's I, a wise woman right there. Yes, yeah, she I, is. I so that's a wise woman. And listen, well, we uh, my, my beautiful brother, I'm going to have to... Um, I'm going to have to, uh, um, I've got someone else that's been holding for a while, and I want to give them a chance to come in. So, But thank you for leaving us with that beautiful word of wisdom. That sister was a wise, wise woman. So I just want to say thank you so much 
for joining in the conversation tonight, and we are going to have to keep it moving because we're almost at the top of the hour. Wow. I love you. We love you so much. Love you, love you love. too. God bless you. And we're going to now bring in area code 202321. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Hey, my sister, this conversation has been excellent. Hey, Rosa I, I want to tell you a story. I had two lovers in my life very early in my life, and I gave both of them permission to do what the hell they felt like doing. Why? Because I did not want to become pregnant. My first lover, I told him, you can love whoever you want. The only way I know how to not be pregnant is not have sex. When we died, which was a year later, he had six women and six children. And his mother told, every time she called, they called the house to cry and all that, she'd give me the phone because I was his. And I would tell them, you know what, we had a pack. I wasn't screwing him. And I knew that he needed that. So don't worry about it. It's no big deal because he was a loving man. Um, my next relationship, was a little different. He was a whore. And I always been a whore. And we were so close, unbeknownst to him, I could lay in my bed and see him making love to other women. He was scared of me. <laughs> and they would come to me and tell me their dilemma, which was really a trip to me. I was like, ah. He loves me. That's all right. It's cool. But I didn't marry him. And the reason why I didn't marry him, because I did not want that kind of a relationship. I'm like using, if you're going to do something, then tell me. Straight up. Don't lie. And I also went through a phase where I did the same thing. And I told brothers right off, I am not going to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend. This is not going to be a monogamous relationship. I'm just not having that kind of relationship. If you want to be with me, fine. Like Otto said, I can screw seventh men in one day and be all right with it if there's a passion there. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through these phases where jealousy is, to me, to be jealous of anything, even sex or even a relationship, is not in my makeup mm-hmm. because I can't measure what I can't have. Mm-hmm. So when you're not with me, when you're not with me, I don't worry about it. As long as it doesn't come up in my face, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I no longer want a woman knocking on my door talking about you did such and such and you are that. I don't, don't don't go there. Right. That is not right. the kind of relationship I want with anyone. You know, when I was in my freedom state. I was just in my freedom state. And I think it started out by after my second relationship when I said, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. And you talk about somebody that had a ball. Mm-hmm. I had a ball. <laughs> I had a very good time. Because sex to me is not about pro- reproducing or none of that. Sex for me is only enjoying. That's mm-hmm. it. When I lay down, I lay down to enjoy myself. And prayerfully, hopefully, you enjoy yourself. Because I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you enjoy yourself. Mm. So it's like I used to I tell brothers all the time, 
When I make love, I make love to myself. You just happen to be mm. in that position. Chocolate will take you there. It opens up those door um, things or whatever they do. Honey, please. Toys, boys, and party machines. I know that. You know, girl. you would love to have the partner that you are. You know, looking for the person that enjoys self as much as you enjoy self in that act. Meaning mm-hmm. that there are no box holes. You know, I may not like girl, what I'm doing right. But there should be no bars hold. There should be a conversation. Right. Absolutely. I I am so in agreement with you. You know, have the conversation. But that was a tweetable moment, what you just said right there. Khadija, tweet, tweet, (laughs) as Oprah would say. Uh, That is a tweetable thing because, you know, I make a love to myself. You just hear. You know, you just hear, yeah, you know, add, to, you know, add to the experience. But you know, and and when we talk about self love, you know, when we can get into that, into that, um, into that depth of ourselves. So uh, that whole acceptance as well. You know, when uh, we say, Khadija and I say, you know, we do the serenity prayer, accepting the things I cannot change. You know, because. I have to get to know the person that I'm in relationship with. First, I've got to know my own self, and then I have to know the person I'm in relationship with. And, I, and when I get to know that, then I can make the I can make good decisions about how I'm going to conduct myself in that relationship. And so I want to know everything that I can possibly know, get real clear, and have those candid conversations and. Family, if we cannot be honest and open with each other, when you say, hey, I ain't going to be your girlfriend, I'm not going to be your monogamous one, so if you can't handle, you know, the fact that, then you got to keep on going where you're going. We've got to be able to and do that for another. You know it's only I'm, fair. But, you know, also, monogamy is, is, is something that I think um, society has put out. Because you're always mm-hmm. attracted. Somebody else, right? You know, never you know whether or not you want to carry it on or enter into it. But attraction to the opposite sex is pretty much a a, a no brainer. It it happens right, exactly. I agree. And 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 so in a relationship, you have to decide whether you want to get into that or whether you want to respect your mate. Absolutely. To the point. Don't go into it, but you're going to always be attracted to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, even and I think that that's spirit. the thing. Yeah, we have to, and we have to accept that. We hear it more and more, you know, especially since you, you know, we've got so much news, and you know, people are talking about it so much more today. That you know, you know, you hear more and more. Look, men are just that's just how they made up. 
So, sisters, come on, you know, you just have to accept the fact. And then for women, because women are becoming more free and more open and more, hey, I want to be myself. I don't want to be one of that, you know, i got to be stuck to this monogamy thing. We have a choice here. So we absolutely have to get to the point where we are accepting that that is what it is. As as my man CeeLo would say, it is what it is. And just go on. You know, don't allow anything to hurt us down, you know, keep us from, you know, keep us bottled up in that in the jealousy jar or, you know, you you got to go out and take somebody's life because she had sex with somebody? Really? I mean, you got to take you know a what? woman, a, a mother away from her child because she went and had sex. Go, go, you won't go out and have sex with somebody else if that's the case. But don't take a person's life. You know, to me, All that's right. just way, way, way off the chain. I'm sorry. You know, that, that when things like that happen, it's got a lot to do. Not just with jealousy, but it has a lot to do with just hostility towards women or men. Um, destructive behavior comes from low self-esteem, the desire to be higher in somebody's consciousness. And you have to look at that. Where most people react in those uh, terrible situations like burning down somebody's house or cracking up their car or just Mm -hmm. anger. So it's not just jealousy. It's not just anger. It's also low self-esteem. I used to look at the thing and say, I remember, because none of those women that those people dealt with looked as good as me. And they didn't want to let me go. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that they, they just liked, liked sex. And it wasn't that we weren't having sex. Right. You know, it wasn't that we weren't. But I think also in those younger days, men are not as open to perform the acts of their desire with the woman that they desire to be with. It's almost like this, this, this wife over here is a prized mm-hmm. possession. Let me get the freak mm-hmm. to do the things that I want. When when they find out that you're the freak that they wanted from over there, mm-hmm. sometimes they run because mm-hmm. then they wonder, well, who does she know that? Why does she get that? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, oh, but you can do it around. All- no, sweetie, I read too. <laughs> and and, so I and may watch some porn too. May watch some porn no, too. So you no, know you no, ain't no. the only one that's watching pornography because I'm watching some right. too and I'm learning. Yeah, absolutely. So when you have that desire to please, like I said before, there's almost no bars held back. Right. Having a menage you know, sitting and watching porn porn, um, you know, going to a strip club together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. having a. F- oh yeah, I mean, you know, even um, you know, swinging. You know, I mean, you know, if you could enact these things out, and and that's why I think the conversation between people is so important during the dating process. I know yeah. uh, Reverend Harvey always talks about during the dating process. You know, really, really 
talking about things that matter. Dr. Phil said the other day, when you are in the dating phase, you got to talk about these things. You got to talk about sex. You got to talk about, you know, how much you like to do it, what you like to do, because if you like to get your freak on and you got somebody that wants to do it missionary style all the time, baby, baby, that ain't going to work. And you might as well stop fooling yourself. So you have to have these conversations ahead of time and find out where you are and what you're able to do. You know, uh, I've had loved ones who had been married for years and had and he had never been given any head. And I guess because you know you're the mother of my children, and you, but as he got on later in life. He was like, well, God dang, on, I'm missing out. So what does he do? He goes out and gets him a little young thing, and he finds out what getting his is all about. And next thing I know, he done up and left 40-some years of marriage so he can go get his, get his thing off. Now, of course, that didn't last very long because, you know, I think, you know, she still had his heart. She mm-hmm. still had his heart. So eventually he wanted to come back home. By this time she's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, go on with your young thing. <laughs> but, you so know. Now, um, all I'm sorry, what conversation. I said, and all it would have taken was a conversation. A conversation. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if you're. Have a lot of yeah. You know, they I mean, and if you know, but in the Bible, it states what goes on between a man and a wife in his bedroom. In their bedroom is their own business. Right. See, and they forget to talk about that. You know, when you make a bond with another person, how you please each other in the comforts of your home is your own business. Mm-hmm. As long as you make somebody happy, as long as you're making each other happy, it doesn't matter. And, and, and you know what that saying is A man wants a what A lady on the In on the street or whatever And a wife and a freak in, a, in, and the a in the bedroom That's right mm-hmm. That's right. And, and on that note don't <laughs> And on women that don't note the same thing. Yes women do <laughs> We want a gentleman When we're out and about But we want you to get your freak on Baby Mm-hmm. We in the bedroom. I love that. So honestly, I can't believe the time is is, is really gone past the um, uh, hour point. So uh, Khadija, I want to give you. I just want to say. I want to say, Rosa, thank you so much for chiming in and being a part of our conversation tonight. You know, it's always a pleasure to hear you. Please come back and join us again. Love you so much, Queen. God bless you. Um, Khadija, I'd like to give you um, some time in the next couple of minutes just to, um, you know, say anything that you want to say to the family with a, with regard to this subject. Uh, I know we kind of talked a little bit about your situation and things mm-hmm. that you had gone through, and if it was something that that you wanted else, something else that you wanted to share with the family before we leave tonight. No, not really. I mean, I think this conversation has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been wonderful. This is what this is what it's about. You know, when we can have people come on and share their point of view and share their experiences and I didn't know see Miss Rosa J doing it God's way. She brought it full circle for me tonight. 
Because I didn't know my sister had that side to her. And I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, again, this platform that you and Vani have provided for us, it really helps. It helps in healing. And for me to be able to share my story tonight, you know, that's another layer of healing that I get to put on myself, to be open and honest and vulnerable and, and say, hey, this is what's up and this is what happened and this is how I got through it. Um, so I thank you for the opportunity to, to be able to co-host with you tonight, share my story, for all of our callers to call in and, and give such wonderful advice. Our brother called in with, with the men's point of view, and I'm yes. always open and, and ready to hear that because we need to hear more from our men what they're thinking, what their needs are, what their desires are. It's important. We have enough of us women talking at nauseam. We need that balance. So I want to thank the brother for coming on tonight. And I just enjoyed it. I, I mean, I know we're at the end, but I'm like, we could have talked another good hour. And I would have <laughs> I know. been like, and interesting. Notes, you know. And and the thing is that, you know, we sometimes we even start off with one conversation and it leads to so much more because that's just how yes. we flow. You know, and I love that we're able to do that, to just, you know, let it go from here to here and whatever is on people's minds. And I love, I do, I agree with you. I thank um, my beautiful sister for coming on and, and sharing her from from her perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of this is, it's not just about, us telling our story. It's not just about us, you know, airing our laundry, so to speak. But we do all of this because if it happened to us and or if it's happening to us, Mm -hmm. then it's absolutely happening in someone else's life. And maybe something that we say is going to, you know, help them through that. You know, maybe someone uh, is experiencing what you experienced, Khadija, when you know when you were out, you know, having, uh, being unfaithful to your mm-hmm. husband, <laughs> cheating, right. cheating. You know, I'm trying to cover it up, make it nice, cheating, <laughs> and or or being cheated on. You know, um, mm-hmm. maybe something. You know, we talked about forgiveness. You know, we talked right. about having the conversation. All of those things are important, so important. You know, don't lay up there fuming and bursting open and, you know, having those, where is he going now and, and where is she going now and checking out the phone and looking in their phone to see whose number is showing up. You know, talk about it. Right. You know, I'm feeling some kind of way, you know, and I, I, that's how I am. I, I, I want to talk. And look in their eyes when you have that conversation because the eyes are the windows to the soul, and they may be saying no all day long, and the yes will come out in uh, in their eyes. So um, always be aware. So um, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Khadija. You know I love you. I'm always grateful to have you be a part of our conversation. I will um, open the line once again to see if there's anyone else who wanted to share uh, something about this conversation or maybe their own experience. I'll give you one other chance to do that. You can do so by pressing the number one to get into the queue. I also want to thank uh, the family 
for, you know, coming out tonight. I appreciate you so much when you join us here on Let's Talk Love, Sex, Nutrition. I invite you to invite some friends. You know, when I send out the text messages, I, I usually send it out, and I, I sometimes forget to say, you know, send it out to your friends so that we can have more people uh, come and learn about um and, and just to participate in our conversation. So we will look forward to coming together next Friday at 7.30. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have our beautiful and amazing love and sex goddess, Janine Ingram. She's not going to be available for next week, but uh, hopefully for the following week, the last Friday of the month, she'll be able to rejoin us. She's been out celebrating her life and doing all kinds of amazing things. She's going to be in the D.C. area. Woo! I got five applause for that. She's going to be in the D.C. area this coming week. Family, those of you who know and love Janine and Ingram, she's being honored at the White House this coming uh, June 14th. She's going to be there with First Lady Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Shonda Rhimes, and a host of other women who are who are going to be having a summit talking about women's issues and and uh, I don't know if they're going to be talking about children too, but usually women and children come together. So, but you know, conversations and uh, it's going to be at the White House. What an amazing honor and privilege that is for our Queen Janine. And I'm just so blessed. I just want to say this. She got the word that uh, this was going to happen, that she was going to uh, be, that she, you know, was going to be accepted to go uh, to the White House while we were in Miami and celebrating her achievements. So I'm just so grateful to have had that precious time with her when she found out that she was going to the White House. So we love her. Janine, we love you so much. When you listen to the playback, we're just sending you kudos, lots of love. She'll be coming in this coming week, and we're looking forward to uh, her being right here on the East Coast, coming all the way from Chicago, so we can give her some love straight up, up front and personal. So we thank uh, Rosa. I know Rosa's going to be putting together some some things for us to do to get together. Khadija, you're going to hang around for it, right? Yes, she's going to be here this uh, Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I believe. Well, I know Tuesday. Yeah, Monday. I believe she's coming in Monday because Tuesday is the event. So, yeah. So hopefully you can uh, stay around a while so you can get a hug from her. Um, I think I saw one other person uh, that had their hand raised, 917, did you have your hand raised? If you did, I'm going to bring you in. We have about uh, six more minutes. No. Oh, no. I want it. 917. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Bless yeah. you. Yes, my dear. Here. How are you? I am wonderfully well. Thank you so very much. I just want to chime in and say that this has been a great conversation. Um, I love the male energy. You know, I love that as well, being able to get the male perspective uh, in the conversation that we are having tonight. And uh, thank you so much, Rosa J. I love your conversation (laughs) as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> we get to learn so much more about ourselves and each other. So this really, truly has been a, a wonderful conversation, and, and I'm thankful uh, to have been able to um, listen in on it, and it was very uh, enlightened for me as well. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Queen. We always love you so much and appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us on Friday nights and, and sharing your uh, your beautiful, loving energy. And, and you know, and that's, a, that's the one thing that I absolutely love and adore about my beautiful, wonderful sister friends is that I have sister friends who are bold and, you know, they just be honest and, you know, we just are here. To, it's nothing else to cover up anymore You know, we just want to let mm-hmm. ourselves be free Because I tell you, when we can let ourselves be free And we hide and stuff anymore You know, um, we just let it all hang out And as our beautiful uh, queen, says, We're only as sick as our secrets So I ain't trying to be sick no more You understand what I'm saying? I don't have nobody And if anybody wants to judge Then that's, you know, that's on you Because we know judgment is only going to hurt you It's not going to hurt me So Thank you so much, Queen. Love you so much. God bless you. Um, I'm just going to say another uh, shout-out to Vani, our our sexual health and wellness coach. Uh, She's out doing a charitable event tonight, but she'll be back here next week. And if you missed last week's show, family, please go to our Facebook page, Love, Sex, Nutrition. We posted up last week's show where Vani... Uh, had her Poonani kitchen, and we were up in the kitchen. Vani was helping us to experience some wonderful, nutritious um, dishes. She said it's time for us to get our ass back in the kitchen, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what we did. We had a blast. Also, Harvey had uh, shared his seven pillars to self-love, and you'll hear that, Love, Sex, and Nutrition, Facebook page. Also, you can go to my page, Zakia Lana. It's posted there. Khadija, God bless you. I love you so much. And I'm going to take us out tonight. Peace, peace to you, Queen, with Kim and a little intimacy. Ain't nothing like Kim to take you out tonight. I love you all. Namaste. You know, the moment you realize you're not alone is your finest hour. When you can finally allow yourself to be seen as you truly are. That's what intimacy is to me. It's acceptance of yourself. I can tell you the truth about me and you can tell me the truth about you and we can still be cool. This relationship, commitment, we're all in this thing together, you know. Life is about connecting, making room for your friends. It's making yourself vulnerable. Don't nobody want to do that. It separates the men from the boys. 
intimacy. It's the art of loving, the act of giving and sharing and laughing. It's sensual and seductive, but you ain't got to seduce me. I'm already yours. At some point, you have to come to the understanding that you're an instrument of love. I thought I knew all there was to know about it, you understand? But I've only been scratching the surface, y'all. Intimacy. I think I'm ready now. Just want it so much. 